the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Ross, we're brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest with $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. And taking the shot to ground down. Bailed. He missed the catch and he gets in for the touchdown. The catch is made by Calvin Ridley. Wilson, as he throws, Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. I'm not sure if that's something that exists, but hey, we're going to call it that here on the PropCast. Here to discuss our NFL Thanksgiving Day player props. And this time we had a bigger menu to pick from. I know we have three games on the Thanksgiving Day schedule. And joining me as usual to break down the player props for the Thursday games. It's my main man on the West Coast. You know him as a voice of the F1 Gambling Podcast, NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the XFL of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast, and here on the PropCast, it's Rod Gomez. Rod, what's going on, my man? If Thanksgiving Eve did not exist before today, it is officially a thing. So, yes, we are, <laughs> we are knocking on the door of Thanksgiving. I got to tell you right now, the, the slate of games this Thanksgiving, I, I feel like it has me more excited than in previous Thanksgivings. I don't know what it is, but they've got some good games going Thursday night. Yeah, um, usually... Every year, the Lions are not very good, Rod. We can say that. But look, they've won three in a row now, is it? They're going to be hosting one of the better teams in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. Of course, the midday, the prime. We're not, yeah, I guess we can say prime time. Maybe after the lunch uh, is over, you have the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. That's going to be a fun one because both of those teams are battling for playoff positioning. And the nightcap, we have the New England Patriots taking on the Minnesota Vikings. So, yeah, it's going to be a great day of football, obviously. Obviously, great eating is going to be going across the country and uh, everybody's families and friends. And, of course, just hanging out with family and and watching football. So should be a great Thanksgiving, as it always is. Uh, but, Rod, yeah. Um, anything else that's kind of stuck out to you this week? I know we've had some quarterback changes. Um that came across today. I know the Jets, I know this, uh, we're talking about Thursday, but I think a good time to cover it. The Jets are starting Mike White uh, for the, uh, in place of Zach Wilson. And then also Mike Texas decided to bench Davis Mills. They're going to go with Kyle Allen at the starting quarterback position. So a little bit of shakeup going on for some of the, or one crappy team and one team that is very competitive. Uh, well, which one's which? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, and look, the Jets, we 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 praised them so much earlier in the season for being a surprise team, and then they just fell off the face of the earth. I mean, and and, and by that I mean they just started not being good <laughs> again. It, 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 six and four now, and yeah, something had to be done. And Zach Wilson, as much as you wanted to like his talent and and his potential. I don't know if it's the off-field stuff. I don't know if it's the Jets remembering they were the Jets, but I mean, it sucks to watch him fall that far down after having such a great start to the year. So I have this conversation with Dylan, and he's a Jets fan, and I'll tell him, "Look, this defense 
is one of the better ones in the league. They're probably top five in my mind, no doubt. Uh, when you bring in over a guy like Robert Sala, who prides himself uh, on the defensive side of the football, it's just offensively they have more questions. The talent is there on both sides of the football for the Jets. Now, I think what kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I think you probably agree with that, Zach Wilson just kind of didn't take any accountability of the offensive performance that the Jets had against the New England Patriots last week. And a lot of that may have to do with that, hey, Bill Belichick puts a great game plan together against younger quarterbacks in the league. Um, but I, I think at, at some point, you know, when you're supposed to be the leader of the offense, at least uh, as the, at the quarterback position, that's the position that gets blamed first, no matter what happens uh, in, a, in a football game. Because, hey, we don't care if there was a defensive tip pass that they didn't come up with. they got to change the complexion of the game. If you didn't put up points in a game, it's always going to be on the quarterback's shoulders. And for Zach Wilson, as bad as he has played against the Patriots, I think there should have been some type of accountability. That Even if he said, Rod, I should have been better or I could have played better or, or you know, something, I think a little bit of accountability, I think that would have maybe, I, I don't think would have rubbed people the wrong way, in my opinion. So this is something that's been happening, I mean, for years and years and years now. I mean, I, I probably can't even think of, of how far back it goes, but when these when these quarterbacks are in college, they're almost unstoppable, right? I mean, a lot of sure. these guys that are first-round picks, second-round picks, they, they've very rarely tasted defeat in the college ranks, right? So they don't have to necessarily take accountability for crappy games. And, and if they do, it's always like, well, you know, whatever. They were a really tough team, blah, blah, blah. Well, then they get to the NFL, and they're 22 years old, and now they are the de facto head of an entire group of folks varied in range in age ranges from like 20s to 30s, you know, and, and this kid is the is the one that's supposed to be the leader of them all. He right. doesn't have any experience. They throw him out front. And I'm not surprised that he didn't take accountability for a lot of that stuff because what 22, 23, 24 year old can stand up in front of a group of people and say, yeah, that's on me. I mean, Justin Fields did it. And yeah. God bless him for it. But, you know, at the same time, a lot of these guys don't because they've been the man for so long. And yeah. when they stop being the man, they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And I know that, you know, as Robert Sala just came out and said, it's not that we've given up on Zach Wilson. It's just that we kind of want to quote unquote, give him a reset uh, and, and, and see what happens at, at that point. But um, yeah, I think that was, that was kind of interesting to see that, you know, Zach Wilson was benched and, and they're starting Mike White maybe gives them a better chance to win football games, especially, you know, just at least putting up points because, uh, you know, we talked about the defense is playing their tail off and um, maybe a quarterback change. It, it galvanizes the offense and they're able to, because they're right there in contention, Rod, like for playoff positioning, especially that AFC East where you cannot uh, give up uh, any games uh, going forward because we talked about it. There could be four teams that come out of the AFC East uh, to make the playoffs. So I think this is an important time right now for the Jets that, you know, it's almost like bend but don't break right now, especially on the offensive side, if that makes sense. But enough about the Jets here, Rod. Um, congratulations to your Niners on the butt whooping on Monday. Absolutely fantastic job. Look, I think this team is, uh, if they're able to stay healthy, I think I, I was telling this to Katie that if they're able to stay healthy, they could be right there in contention to make the Super Bowl again. And and I think Christian McCaffrey has just made so much of a difference for this offense uh, that that pressure now is not on Debo Samuel to having to be that guy every single night. 
Uh, I know George Kittle had a a big game, had some, uh, some big money on his player props. He did very well, but if you guys look at it, having a security blanket like Christian McCaffrey, where Jimmy G can just dump the ball off to and let him do his thing. That's a pretty good problem for Kyle Shanahan to have, Rod. Hey, we talked last week about the fact that if Jimmy G is not throwing touchdowns and winning, this is great. But Jimmy G throwing touchdowns and winning, man, I honestly, I don't know. And, and you know, the, the 49ers have been good for a few years now. I mean, they've been sure. uh, obviously a solid team making the playoffs, making the Super Bowl and, and, and being competitive. But I don't know over the last three years, I guess, the last time I've seen everybody having fun on the yeah. field like I've seen over the last couple of weeks for the 49ers everybody defense offense everybody's having fun and that translates obviously to a a, a much more enthusiastic approach to the game and you saw the game plan actually open up a little bit Kyle Shanahan took a few more chances in that game against Arizona and look Munaf if the Niners keep playing like this I mean the NFC needs to watch out because I know the Eagles are are the Eagles right now yeah. But the Niners are coming for him at this point. Yeah, look, I mean, there's more question marks for some teams than uh, answers right now, right? And I think that right now the San Francisco 49ers are well-equipped on both sides of the football. I know they have some injuries on the defensive side where they've lost some key guys. Jason Verrett we talked about. But when you have... Uh, Bosa that is as healthy. Uh, you're going to get Armstead back. And then I think just what impresses me more is it feels like, like they finally have the weapons on the offensive side of the football where now, like you mentioned, that Kyle Shanahan can open up that playbook for, you know, where there's Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, now they have those weapons on the side of the on the offense where it may have been limited when George Kittle wasn't on the field. It didn't look as good for the 49ers offense. Or when Debo Samuel in particular wasn't on the field, it didn't look good for them. So now, now you have now it's now it's go time. And I think like you mentioned, they're having fun. They know that they have a loaded roster. Barring health, if they're able to say healthy, I would I would not be shocked to see this team at least at minimum be in the NFC championship uh game as they were. I last season against the Rams. And unfortunately for them, the Rams got their number, but again, exciting times for not only, you know, uh, Bay area, but you know, warriors winning the championship and possibly the 49ers adding one this year as well. And possibly Aaron judge coming to the San Francisco giants. Yeah, I know. I've been keeping track of that. Yeah. Um, they've had, I think they said, uh, what's the word that they said they had, I'll look it up by the time, but it was positive things that came out of those couple of meetings so far uh, with Aaron Judge and the San Francisco Giants. But yeah, definitely exciting times if you're uh, a San Francisco sports fan, for sure, especially in that Bay Area. All right, Rod, we have, like I mentioned, three games uh, on the docket for Thanksgiving Day. and We'll get into our player props here as usual. So why don't we just get right into it here, Rod? I'll let you lead off, my man. What's your first player prop for the Thanksgiving Day games? I'm going to start with one of the hottest quarterbacks that is probably more pissed off. Even though you still won his game last week, he did not have a great performance, and that's Josh Allen. His passing prop yardage is 285 and a half. I say he goes over. Uh, this is only minus 115, So, uh, and I think it's evenly juiced on both sides, depending on where you find it. Um, so it's not like you're taking a, a giant chunk out. But even still, I have a feeling he's going to go over 285 yards. He's averaging 293 yards a game so far this season. 
So I, I, again, I think he can get this number against the Detroit Lions who have pretty much uh, uh, given themselves up to some quarterback play lately that uh, has not been all the greatest. But here's the thing. This is Josh Allen's second week in a row in Detroit now, right? Because obviously last week he played uh, in Detroit. Now he gets to stay there and play again. So it's not like he had to do a lot of traveling to get there. But I mean, you look at what Daniel Jones did last week against these Lions. 341 yards quite easily did that. Aaron Rodgers came very close. Actually, he did pass that mark uh, against some 291. You had Tua, who had 382 against these Lions. Uh, Geno Smith had 320. Carson Wentz had 337. If you're telling me all of those quarterbacks can eclipse 286 uh, against this Lions defense, I'll tell you that Josh Allen, even though he has been struggling lately, I mean, again, it's last week, he only had 197 yards, but the week before that, he had 330 against the Vikings. Um, you know, he's, he's had several games over this, this mark as well. Kansas city, 329, Pittsburgh, 424, uh, Miami, 400, Tennessee, 317, and then the Rams, 297. So Josh Allen on Thanksgiving to start the day off, you think he's going to want to make up for the fact that he barely, he didn't even hit 200 yards last week against the Browns. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think there's, you know, Maybe so concerns about the elbow that he's kind of, you know, playing through it or, or, you know, it's maybe something bigger that we don't know about. Obviously a UCL injury um, does affect, especially in your throwing arm. I mean, we see with pitchers, it's a very common injury in baseball, but you know, maybe that's what's kind of hinged on. But I mean, you look at this Lions defense. Sure. They had a great effort last week. I know they only limited the Giants to 18 points, but I think there's a lot of turnovers in that game for the Giants. But like you mentioned, even Daniel Jones still went out there and threw for 320 plus yards in that game. And, you know, we're just asking Josh Allen uh, to get a little bit above what, 285? You said the number was there, Rod? 285 and a half. Yep. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a possibility, right? You're going back. You're getting, the weather's not going to be a concern, obviously, when you're in Detroit. You're in, indoors in the Dome. Um, you're familiar now with that with the arena or with the stadium because you just played there last week. Um, I think that's an advantage for the Bills. And you're right. I think that you know Josh Allen wants to come out and play better than he did last week. I know there's over the past couple of weeks, even Rod, we can say that you know he had some mistakes in the red zone where they haven't been effective. And last week, I think also Stephon Diggs was maybe upset a little bit that he wasn't getting the ball. Uh, he did score a touchdown, but again, I think we'll see more of a very balanced attack here for the uh, Buffalo Bills through the air and on the ground as well, because just this, this Lions defense has just not been very good. Like if you're going to be in this game against the Lions, it's going to be a shootout. And again, the total here is sitting at 54. So I think the books are expecting points and stats to be put up. So no argument for me about uh, Josh Allen hitting here, having a bounce back game. Um, for my first player prop, Rod, I'll start with the quarterback here as well. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. I'm going to bank on him to throw an interception in this game against the uh, Patriots on that Sunday night game, the, the last one of the night. And, you know, despite the struggles that the Patriots have had on offense this season uh, with Mac Jones, I'll say that because with Bailey Zappi, he looked pretty good, uh, did there, Rod. But uh, their defense has been so good for them this season. The Patriots defense has intercepted the opposing quarterback in every single game this season, except for week one against Tua, and then just last week against Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson in that game 
Um, I think that he only had 22 attempts, only nine completions. But now for Kirk Cousins, this was the only third career game against the Patriots. And this is the first time since 2018. But uh, back in 2015 and 2018, he has thrown at least one interception in each of those two career meetings against the Patriots. And I think the one thing that stayed consistent about the Patriots from that time till now is that their defense, they pride themselves on defense, right? We know Bill Belichick puts the great game plans together against the opposing offenses, whether it's taking away their main weapon or making life difficult for quarterbacks. And I think now when you talk about Bill Belichick going up against Kirk Cousins in prime time, where we talked a lot about times, Kirk Cousins in prime time is no bueno. We know how that goes. So I'm going to bank on Kirk Cousins to throw at least one interception here um, in the last game on Thanksgiving Day against this Patriots defense here, Rod. And that's sitting at, I believe, I think I saw that minus 105 or minus 150. So not heavy juice that you're paying on that. Your handicap could have began and end with Kirk Cousins is playing in prime time. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it. I mean, look, and, and I, as a fantasy manager of Kirk Cousins, several times over in my life, I know the frustration that comes with starting him on Sunday night, on Thursday night, on Monday night, sometimes on Sunday days, but uh, yes. you know, I, I get it. And, and for you to bank on him to throw an interception on, uh, on a primetime game, I almost feel like that's, that's pretty much easy money right there. Yeah. Uh, before we continue here, we're uh, with our player props. Let me tell you guys where you can actually bet on these player props. That's going to be at our presenting sponsor, Win. Ready to win money and ready to boost your odds? Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on Win Bet. Be on the lookout for Win Bet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During Win Bet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on Win Bet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Win Bet for boosted same game parlays, live in game odds on every major sport. Win Bet has what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100 and win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Rod, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Uh, let's get into some more player props here for the Thanksgiving Day games. What do you got, my man? So I know that everybody loves the splashy uh, passing plays and all the flashiness that comes with it, but I love me a good running game. So I'm going to go to two running backs who are going to compete against each other that I think are going to do fantastic things, and that's Dalvin Cook and Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, you can find this on a book combined for their over uh, rushing yards, over 135 and a half. So both of them combined for over 130 and uh, 135 and a half rushing yards. If I can spit that out, um, look, we all know we all know Dalvin Cook. We all know Dalvin Cook could get this prop by himself if, sure. if given the opportunity, right? I mean, Dalvin Cook has been a guy who's consistently given you yards upon yards upon yards. Uh, a couple of weeks ago against Buffalo, he had 119. Uh, against Arizona, he had 111. Uh, even last week against Dallas, he had 72. Really, all in all, he's averaging about 79 yards a game, uh, which is kind of low if you consider Dalvin Cook's history. I mean, I don't feel like this is Dalvin Cook's numbers, but 
the only the only weak link I think in this prop would be Ramondre Stevenson, and I think this prop exists in its form because of the fact that Ramondre Stevenson is coming off of a 15 carry, 26 yard game against the Jets last mm-hmm. week. Not not a lot of people are going to want this because they're going to look at last week and say, "Ugh." But if you look before that, he's got 644 yards on the season. He's averaging 64 yards per game. A couple weeks ago, he had 60 against the Colts, 71 against the Jets. He had 161 against Detroit a few weeks ago before that, lest we forget. So if you add the two averages together for the season, you get 143 yards. Uh, If they just hit their averages per game this season, they're going to go over this 135 and a half yard mark. And this is at minus 115 for you. But like I said, I think both, I think Dalvin Cook easily gets somewhere in the vicinity of 80, 90, maybe even 100 yards uh, in this game just because of the simple fact that they're going against the Patriots. And look, the Patriots have been tough uh, overall against the run. Um, but, you know, you've had guys like Khalil Herbert go against them, uh, David Montgomery, Michael Carter. Uh, they they did help jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jonathan Taylor didn't even play. It was Deion Jackson that played yeah. against them. So, who have they really faced when they faced a really good running back in Aaron Jones? He got 110 yards against them. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I, I don't, I'm not scared of the Patriots rush defense against Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think you can make the same argument for the Vikings defense as well. I mean, look, they've, they've given up at least combined, at least in the first two weeks where they went up against Miles Sanders. You know, he, sorry, <laughs> excuse me. They gave up uh, 80 yards to him, uh, to the Vikings, Packers. Uh, combined to A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, 94 yards there. Um, and what I really like looking at is yards per carry. And you took a look at A.J. Dillon, four and a half. Aaron Jones, five carries, 49 yards, 9.8 yards. Miles Sanders, uh, 4.71 yards. And look, last week um, against the the um, Dallas Cowboys, Tony Pollard, 15 carries, 80 yards, 5.33 yards per carry. Ezekiel Elliott didn't have a great game. Uh, but he still was able to rack up 42 yards. So I think that both of these guys should be featured. I think that uh, for the Vikings to take some of that pressure off of uh, Kirk Cousins' shoulders, you'll see Dalvin Dalvin Cook being featured a little more in this game as well. And I don't think it's a tall order. It's not a big number when you're asking two guys uh, to get over this number of 135 and a half. So I like it. No argument for me here, Brad. Um. All right, for my next player prop, uh, let's go over. Let's go to let's go to that back to that first game here, Rod. Uh, you talked about Josh Allen, how bad that bass the pass defense is. I'm sorry. Uh, I think their rush defense is equally, if not even worse, than their pass defense. And I'm gonna go with Devin Singletary over 58 and a half rushing yards in this game, man. Now, this has been a theme that I've talked a lot about on the PropCast. You're familiar with this. It's just fading the rush defense of the Detroit Lions this season because, again, it just not, hasn't been very good. Last week didn't work out very well for me where I did have Saquon Barkley to get over his rushing yards. He did a fan, or The Lions defense did a fantastic uh, job against Saquon Barkley last week. Um, but I think that may be an outlier. And I think that when you're on um, in, in a dome in the stadium where weather's not a factor, I think this is a, a weak where I want to back a guy like Devin Singletary who doesn't really have a big number to get over here at 58 and a half. So a couple of things. I know, you know, we talked about Josh Allen. I think that he can definitely get over his yardage, but I think this is a game where if the Bills get out to a two-possession lead, they're probably going to want to run the clock here 
um, and hand that ball off to whether that is Devin Singletary, whether that is, you know, even, you know, James Cook for the Buffalo Bills. But no, I think this is where we, we see the running game going for them as well, especially on a short week. But so far this season, Devin Singletary has gone over this projection in just three games. But over the last two weeks, he's had a combine of 31 carries on the season, where he's averaging or sorry, 31 carries over the last two weeks. He's averaging 4.4 yards per carry. I think we'll see more of the, uh, the ground game, like I mentioned, if the Bills do get out to a two-possession lead, if he's able to break out maybe a long touchdown run as well because, again, the Lions defense is susceptible to giving those long uh, rushes up to opposing running backs. So I think they get it going here with Singletary. So at this number, at 58.5, I'm going to go over with Devin Singletary uh, to get over his rushing yards here, Rod. It feels like a low number, so I, I'm yeah. with you on that one. The only thing that scares me, though, is that just Devin Singletary is has been volatile, you know, and it, yeah. seems, it seems like you can't really, I mean, you, you try to predict the good games out of them, and they, they don't turn out that way, but again, you know, like you said, this is a Lions team that you're going to probably put up either a lot of yardage and points by yourself, or it'll be a shootout because we've seen both things from the lions uh, this season as well. So if there's yards to get and 60 yards from Devin Singletary, we know he can do it. We've yeah. seen him do it. It's just yeah. a question of, can we predict it? So um, yeah. I'd like to think that maybe in the, in the lights of Thanksgiving, um, you know, being this, now that he did, he's there in Detroit again, probably slept in the same bed. Uh, don't have to travel. Th- this might be, this might bode well for him. Yeah, I hope he could get over this number. I just think, you know, I just like fading this defense for uh, lines here, uh, despite doing a great job against Saquon last week. I think it's a buy low situation here for me. Okay. All right, right. Let's get over to your last player prop, and then we'll get into some touchdown props. Uh, what do you got for your last player prop? Well, speaking of buying low, I'm going to buy low on Micah Parsons over four and a half total tackles. And I tell you, I say I'm buying low because this is at plus 100. Um, and, and the reason that I think Micah Parsons is uh, set at four and a half is, is a couple of reasons. One, the last time they faced the Giants, he only had one total tackle altogether mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, back in, in September. So I, I'm sure bookmakers are probably looking at that going, okay. But if you look at his last three game or four games, rather, he's had two games over this mark uh, and, and two other games that were right at four. So it, it's kind of tough, but he had seven tackles against Green Bay. He had six tackles against Detroit, seven against Philly, five against L.A., five more against Tampa back a few games ago. Here's the thing. I think the Giants are going to run the ball quite a bit. I think Saquon's going to get a lot of carries, which is going to give Micah Parsons the opportunity to at least be in on several tackles, if not get them solo by himself. So uh, I, I, I definitely because if you look at what the Giants have done, they're second in the league right now in, in terms of running attempts or rushing attempts per game. Yep. So they, they have 33.6 where Chicago has 36.5. So obviously that says to me that there's a lot of play around the line of scrimmage, which obviously gives linebackers the opportunity to, to make tackles. And Mike Parsons, one of the best in the league, right? I mean, all we're asking him to do is, is get one more tackle than he did last week against uh, Minnesota and, and we're good to go. That's a key right there. This at, you know, which you mentioned with running the ball with Saquon and um, Giants having the second most rush attempts so far this season, where obviously those opportunities are going to be there for you uh, to get those tackles. And, you know, Parsons right now, the runaway defensive player of the year, I think he's already at minus odds to win that award. Um, and for good reason, right? He's gotten the sacks. He's, he's created those turnovers for this team, but 
Yeah, it's really that we'll see Saquon Barkley get 20, 23 carries in this game. Maybe the backups or even the second, third guys uh, for this rushed, uh, rushing attack for the Giants get some in there as well. And the opportunity is there. We're asking him to get five here. And we know he's one of the faster guys on this defense, especially at that you know defensive front position for the Dallas Cowboys. So I think there's a world of possibility where you know he could get up to at least minimum five, but at least six, seven tackles in this game uh, for sure for this Dallas Cowboys defense. So, uh, yeah, no argument for me as well on this one uh, for you, Rod. I mean, he's averaging 4.7 already. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. All right, for my last player prop, I'm going to stay in that same game. You took a defensive guy for the uh, Cowboys. I'll take an offensive guy. Uh, Dalton Schultz, over 38 and a half receiving yards. And kind of shocked me when I actually saw what Dalton Schultz has been able to do against this Giants team in his career. So, you know, Schultz has started to get involved in the offense for the Cowboys over the last few, few weeks. He's had at least five targets in each of the last four weeks for the Cowboys. Uh, but now that doesn't seem like a lot for a tight end on the Cowboys, but he has taken advantage of the opportunities and the targets that he's gotten uh, in that span. He's gone over this projection in three of the last four weeks for the Cowboys, and he's had a lot of success against the Giants, like I mentioned, in his career. Over his last three games versus the Giants, Schultz has at least six receptions each of those three games, and his receiving yardage has been 67 79 and 70 in those three games against the New York football Giants. So I think we'll see Dalton Schultz continue to get those targets here um, against this New York Giants defense. And the Cowboys aren't a team that are tight end by committee, right? There are plenty of tight ends this season who have gone over this projection that haven't been running back by committee. But I think the dominance or at least the dominance as far as receiving yards for Dalton Schultz continues here. Uh, I'm going to go over on his receiving yards at 38 and a half for the Dallas Cowboys here, Rod. You look at what the ti- or the Cowboys did last time I get this. Gi- Peyton Hendershot had 43 yards yes. against these Giants in the last time. So if you're telling me that Dalton Schultz can't at least equal that, uh, I'm going to tell you you're crazy. But, you know, just look back a couple of weeks ago, uh, Texans had Jordan Aikens go 72 yards yeah. against this uh, this Giants defense. And then Evan Ingram had 67 so, uh, yeah, I think Dalton Schultz, who obviously should play a, a major factor in this offense continuing forward, uh, can can reach, what, 38, you said? 39? 38 and a half, so 39, yeah. Yeah, I think that's doable. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into some touchdown props for the Thanksgiving games here, Rod. I'll let you lead it off, buddy. What do you got? I'm going to go Justin Jefferson anytime TD. This is at plus 115. He's due. Uh, poor Justin Jefferson just did not have, uh, the greatest uh, of games last week. And I just think, you know, again, if if the, if the Vikings want to stay competitive, if they want to keep being the Vikings that aren't suspect, uh, they need to continue to keep him involved because when he kills it on the field, the Vikings are unstoppable. I mean, Kirk cousins to Justin Jefferson has become uh, almost like a a Randy Moss type of a situation, right? Where we've watched Randy Moss do fantastic things. I mean, last week, he only had three catches for 33 yards. That is not a Justin Jefferson type day against the, the Dallas Cowboys. But before that, 193 against the Buffalo Bills, 115 against the Washington Commanders, 154 against Chicago, 147 against New Orleans. Those are all yards, obviously. Now, he's only been in the end zone four times, unfortunately, but he was in the end zone two games in a row before not being able to get there last week. So... It's Thanksgiving, Moonoff. 
that's where you want your greatest players to shine. That's where you draw plays that give your best players the opportunity to to dazzle, right, and to entertain and to turn heads. So Justin Jefferson has to find the end zone this week, I think, if Minnesota wants to prove to the nation, because they got the opportunity, that they're an 8-2 and two team that deserves to be 8-2. and two. If Kirk Cousins wants to be thankful for what has transpired over this season, he better find the uh, end zone with Justin Jefferson because he's just been that good for uh, this uh, Vikings offense. And and a lot of times after that game, what happened in Buffalo there, Rod, I just got to think that we've seen some of the replays where Kirk Cousins is just like, throwing the ball downfield, hoping Justin Jefferson is just down there and he makes that catch uh, for for the Vikings offense. But yeah, look, I think that this is an opportunity, like you mentioned, on Thanksgiving Day um, for Justin Jefferson to shine. And look, anytime he does have a bad game, he does bounce back. And I know he's going up against the Patriots, one of the better defenses here, but I think for the for for the Vikings to win this game, they're going to have to get something out of Justin Jefferson in this game. And whether that's scoring a touchdown or whether that's racking up yardage, hopefully for our sake, it's it's, a, it's at least a touchdown uh, that he's able to find here for the uh, Vikings offense and put up some points there. But yeah, uh, as at plus money, I know, like you mentioned, he hasn't done it. Uh, he had a drought there, but he did get one uh, a couple weeks ago. So I think that, you know, there's a possibility here that he does find the end zone here for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Hey, so I know what it's like to have a gigantic receiver to throw up the ball to. Because when I was in high school, my PE class, I was the quarterback for my team. And I had a big <laughs> tall guy that all I ever did. And the only reason why we won our championship was because he was tall and I could not overthrow him. So, Kirk Cousins, I feel you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, for my player pro- or my touchdown problem, sorry, uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. Anytime touchdown, that's currently sitting at minus 105 right now. Uh, if you want to go first touchdown, a little more degenerate, 6-1. to one, Two more touchdowns, two or more touchdowns, plus 550. But Zeke, it's pretty simple for me here, Rod. Zeke has faced the Giants 11 times in his career, and he scored at least one touchdown in eight of those 11 career games against the Giants, including five straight games where he's done it against the Giants, and he scored at least a one touchdown in seven out of the last games against the Giants. So I think we've talked about that the Giants rush defense is not very good at all. A little bit worried that Tony Pollard gets the bulk of the carries, but I think when they get down to the end or to the uh, red zone and possibly near the goal line, that Zeke's able to get this ball from Dak Prescott or even catch it and get it into the end zone. So I think that, again, that possibility has or not possibly the numbers are there where he's been a touchdown scoring machine against the uh, New York football giants, Ezekiel Elliott to find the end zone, a little bit of minus price here at minus one Oh five, but I'm going to go ahead and take that for him to find the end zone here against the giants here, Rod. Munaf, how surprised are you that Pollard is out gaining Elliott this season? I'm not. <laughs> are you surprised? I, no, I mean, honestly, I'm not, but by the same token, I don't know that I would have believed you a couple of years ago if, if you would have told me that Ezekiel Elliott would have dropped off this badly. I mean, yeah. he was he was Zeke, right? Everybody was, feed Zeke, feed Zeke, give me the cereal, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And now it's like, okay, but look at Pollard's out carrying you. He's out gaining you. He's he's the star now. He's the star on the star in the helmet of Dallas. Yeah. So it's it's just crazy to me to think that. 
Yeah, we you know a lot of times we talk about in the NFL that the shelf life of a wide res- or not sorry a running back is around five to six years. Now this is his one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh year in the league, um, and I know he's been dealing with knee issues as well. He's missed I think he missed at least one game so far this year uh, for the Cowboys. But Tony Pollard has just been explosive, and I think that Tony Pollard is a player that can get it done both in the running game and the passing game like Zeke was doing as well. So I think this offense has definitely been better with Tony Pollard. But again, like you mentioned, like it was all about feed Zeke the ball, feed Zeke uh, cereal, forget him the touchdowns that he needs. Um, And look, he's produced for them, but unfortunately he's been battling some injuries right now, especially with his knee. So um yeah, I think it's worked so far for them, obviously. I know Tony Pollard has been outproducing him, but you know, there's been games this season where we've seen Zeke look like Zeke, and I, I think that, unfortunately for him, he hasn't had a 100 res- or rushing yards um, game this season, but he's had games where he's had 81, and he's had you know 78 yards. Again, they've gone up against some of the tougher rush defenses in this uh, season so far, have the Dallas Cowboys, but you know, for me, I think that again, this is a a game where I think he'll be able to find the end zone here, at Rod. And again, he scored at least two touchdowns in two of the in two straight weeks, and he scored a touchdown in three straight weeks here. So, um, yeah, I get the argument. I definitely would want Tony Pollard out there as a Cowboys fan, just because he's just so explosive. But yeah, it's just that when you get to that five six year mark for these running backs, there's just a significant fall off, and sometimes the shelf life is just what it is for the running backs in the league. All right, Rod, uh, before we get into best bets here, uh, let me tell you guys about the Thanksgiving free roll that we are having over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And if you like uh, Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what we have for the DGENs on Thanksgiving. Our friends over at Play Action Pools have set us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday's action. It's simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card. And if you have that player, if you do, check that box. And if you get bingo, you'll win $100 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. So, again, exclusively on the SGPN app, a little more DGEN action for the DGENs of SGPN. But, again, exclusively on the SGPN app. So, if you haven't already downloaded the app, make sure to do so and get in on the free contest held by SGPN. All right, Rod, let's close it out strong here, my man. Let's get into our best bets here for this uh, Thanksgiving Day games. I'll let you leave off. What's your best bet? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give – I was tough because I feel like all three of them have – or at least all four have a shot. But I'm going to go with the uh, the bet that has two players to help this along, and that's the Dalvin Cook and Ramondre Stevenson, over 135 and a half rushing yards. I'm not just resting my hopes all on one person to, to get this done. I got two good running backs who could very easily – just smash this themselves. So I might as well uh, double up and, and hope that they both can get over 135 and a half rush yards for us. Love it. All right. Best bet for Rod Ramondre Stevenson and Dalvin cook combined to go over 135 and a half rushing yards uh, for the NFL Thanksgiving day games. For my best bet. Uh, I'm going to go Dalton Schultz over 38 and a half receiving yards. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, he's been, 
a little more involved for the offense over the last few weeks, and he's taken advantage of those opportunities. I know the the big volume targets aren't there for him, but I think it's just a pure history that he has against the um, New York Giants in his career. I think that continues here on uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, against the Giants. So I will take Dalvin Dalvin Dalton Schultz over thirty eight and a half receiving yards as my best bets. Love it. All right, Rod, that's going to do it, my man. NFL Thursday, Thanksgiving Day already, buddy. We just felt like it was week one, but here we are. It's Thanksgiving, uh, and pretty soon before we know it, we'll be knocking on the door for Christmas, less than uh, around about a little over a month away. But uh, anything else you want to get off your chest? Or let me ask you this. Do you have any plans uh, for Thanksgiving Day? What do you got planned? Now, I was going to ask you before we got going. Uh, I, well, so I will be going over to my cousin's house, who we always go to, uh, and they're hosting thanksgiving as they always do so we'll head over there for a little while before we head back home and uh, enjoy whatever we enjoy here back at home uh but yeah that that's my thanksgiving plans are you hosting moon off or are you going somewhere i am going to my cousin's house this year as well uh she's hosting uh, at her house this year so we'll get there early to get um watch the games we'll eat some good food and obviously like you mentioned we'll come back home and see what happens at that point if i'm over stuff at that point, because, hey, we're going to be still be grinding away on Friday, uh, back to work on Friday. So we can't can't party too hard. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to enjoy the day with uh, with friends and family. And definitely, hopefully, it's a great Thanksgiving for everybody. So uh, from myself, from Rod, from uh, the PropCast, uh, everybody at SGP, and hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, make sure to fill your bellies up um, and enjoy the time with your family and friends. And Rod and I will be back on Friday for the Sunday games as well. But Rod, anything else you want to get off your chest, my man, before we get out of here? No, sir. Just follow me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, whatever I got, it's all right there on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Yeah, make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Again, make sure to get into that free contest happening on the SGPN app. Just download the app, go to the contest tab, and you'll see it right there. $100 cash for the winner if you get bingo and obviously a $100 SGPN uh, gift card to the merch store. A lot of great stuff on there as well. All right, we'll be back on Friday for the PropCast for the Sunday games. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.